Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Today, we are going to be talking about manifestation. Manifestation is a very powerful tool in a lot of different spirituality practices and witchcraft. And it's something that I'm really excited to dive into all of us together because I feel like we each have our own approach to manifestation. So, first and foremost, I would love to explore what manifestation is and have we ever manifested anything? So I think manifestation, we each can have our own definition and I feel like it's one of those things that you can interpret in your own way. And I feel that manifestation is conscious intention an action. I feel like there are two parts. You need to have the intention of what you are seeking to attract or seeking to do. And then you need to have a plan of action to follow through or an energetic state of mind in which you're open to receiving what you are seeking. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, have I made things happen? Yes. And with intention? Sure. But like, I think that the term manifestation, um, at least to some people, has almost gotten a negative connotation uh, due to like seemingly spiritual people talking about manifesting this and manifesting that. But then, like you said, not backing it up with action. And um, to me personally, I feel like I have a lot of earth energy because I'm very connected to the physical physical world and what's going on in the here and now. So I feel like with manifestation and intention setting, like, yeah, you can set your intentions with the strongest and purest of intentions, but they also need something to back them up. So wanting something to happen and focusing that energy so that you can create a mindset that opens you to passive manifestation is an important first step but you can't just stop there. Like manifestation isn't just a beginning wish. It's like a whole process. And I think that people forget um, the real commitment that it takes because, you know, you don't just ask the universe for something and then coincidentally receive it. Um, I think it requires perseverance in maintaining an actively open mindset Um, And you just need to have like a centered awareness of exactly what needs to be done or what has a higher priority and uh, yeah, just what you have to do in order to make it happen. So in my definition of manifestation, I like to keep things super simple. And so I definitely believe step one is asking. So having the clarity of mind to know what you want and being able to be very specific in, in what your crystallized vision of that is. And then, uh, again, allowing the receiving from the universe. So the second step is a lot harder than the first one. Um, (laughs) And everything that Shady said is 
very correct in that it's not just, okay, I threw it out into the world and now it's just going to come back like a boomerang. It's about finding where your joy is and following those higher vibrational things and giving yourself the room to receive and have everything that you want because wanting takes up a lot of energy, a lot of space. Uh, and I can really redirect that crystallized vision because sometimes when we get too wrapped up in the material world, we take all of the evidence to the contrary as evidence to your inability to manifest when actually the things that you're experiencing currently are what is already manifested. So you have to be looking to the future of what's to come because mm -hmm. your manifestation is happening elsewhere. Yes. The only present is now. Um, so to bounce off of what Tony said, I definitely believe that it's combining thought and feeling to seek your dreams and desires, but with that clear intention, uh, as Tony so poignantly pointed out, that it's good to have a very clear head and to know what's most important to you. But also I find that a really key way to manifest is to be grateful for what you already have. Must. And if you yes. take mm -hmm. a daily routine of even just I have a roof over my head and a comfortable home, I have this amazing podcast team I'm so, so grateful for and all of you listeners and I'm so, so grateful for. I live in Los Angeles where the weather is beautiful in November. I'm drinking a delicious beverage. Like I could go on and on and on. And I try and do this when I get ready in the morning because how am I to draw more into my life without accepting and loving everything I've already been given mm -hmm. in order to create create space for more. And obviously we want to re release that does not serve us to make that space as well. But definitely I feel like gratitude is is so, so key when we're talking about consciously seeking our desires. So gratitude is, yeah, abso absolutely a must. It is an ingredient that you really can't move forward without. And gratitude is really difficult to find in the midst of the chaos. So even when you're paying a bill and you're like, oh my God, this is all of the money in my bank account. I can't pay this bill, but I'm going to pay this bill so they leave me alone. That's a moment where you get the opportunity to find gratitude and be like, wow, I'm so grateful that I can pay this bill and money is coming. And, I, and, and, and having the belief without feeling false is something that I know people have a lot of challenge with. So it's not about saying things like, I am a millionaire. No, <laughs> homie, you are not. But if you do something that makes you feel like a million dollars, that's going to change your your experience from day to day. You're going to meet people you might not have otherwise met because you're too busy think, sitting at home thinking, ah, I can't do anything. But also you can use that gratitude ritual. Like you were saying about looking to the future, I could say, I am so grateful for the car that I've paid off. It is not paid off yet, but I can put myself in that place and imagine that feeling of being there. And I know Bella knows exactly what I'm talking about and we're imagining and visualizing exactly what we want and how we might get that outcome. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, I completely agree with all of you guys. Um, one of the thing, there's a couple of things I want to add. One, I would be, I have to begin by saying that there's a quote that I really like, which is maybe you manifested it. Maybe it's white privilege. 
So one of the things I think is important to address, like we're all saying, yes, the manifestation pod is important. The visualization is important. The gratitude practice is important. It's all important, but it, it tends not to have any tangible outcome unless we're also taking action towards it. And some people are more privileged than others. And for some people, they might manifest the exact same ways as other people, but they live in a reality that is systemic oppression. So even if they're manifesting so perfectly and so beautifully and in the exact right ways, the outcomes aren't the same. So I think it's really important that we all acknowledge that. Moving on. Thank you so much for pointing that out. It was very important. It was just like really frustrates me. And I think like a lot of like new age, like you were saying, Shady, like there's a lot of negativity actually around like the concept of manifestation. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that the new age movement of spirituality has its pros and cons. And one of the big cons is the commodification of any element of spirituality trying to be Mm -hmm. sold back to us. And I'm fucking sick of it, Mm -hmm. which is why like we try to address things that are accessible that are free are things that anyone can try on this podcast. And, you know, we provide this podcast free. So having said all that, one of the things I want to say is that scientifically we find our brains find evidence for that, which we believe. So if you believe that you have a shitty job because there's aspects of your job you don't like, your brain spends all day subconsciously scanning and looking for evidence of that so that you can say to yourself, oh yeah, my job sucks. And you you get some kind of boost. You get some kind of ego feeding from that. So one of the things that is so beautiful about manifestation is it helps us align with what our goals are, what our objectives are, which also is something that a lot of people don't spend time doing. They don't spend time thinking about what they would want. So if for no other reason you would like to try manifesting, it's great just to have some time set aside to figuring out what you want. And then when you're focusing on those positive goals, and yes, like we're saying, focusing on gratitude, that is, that just is what your brain is going to start looking for. So whether or not spiritually it works, you know, we all have our different beliefs about that. We're here to teach you a little bit about how it might work spiritually. But I do just want to say that scientifically, that is how your brain will start looking at things. And to jump on the scientific aspect, there's also a biochemical preface that if you are in a certain state and your body is releasing a certain type of chemical, then all of the cells that are being created in that moment are going to then want that chemical makeup. So if you're stressed out all the time and you feel like you just get more stressed out, it's because on a biochemical level, your body is begging for stress. And cortisol and adrenaline. Exactly. So the law of attraction is that like attracts like gratitude attracts gratitude, abundance attracts abundance. And similarly, I'm sure we all know people who live in a place of constant stress, of of frustration for their situation. And it's just this endless cycle of like, I'm never like, I don't have anything. I'm never going to have anything. And I, I hear those people express desire for, for something different and to improve in specific ways. And yet it really is about your mindset. And I also want to point out um, the tension as well that happens um, when we, we kind of cling too hard to what we want. And on one hand, you're not allowing for, for space for, for the universe to give you something better than you even 
thought that you never would happen. Um, and that tension is, is a trap I feel. And it's, it's really about relaxing into, into the unknown. And there's something really delicious and beautiful about envisioning something and then allowing something else to happen that you didn't expect. Um, and another thing I want to point out about manifestation, manifestation doesn't have to be about me, me, me all the time. I really love doing spell work for the earth, manifesting some rain in California. Mm. You can do, I mean, I, I'm a, I identify more as like a white witch. And so I, I never do any spells upon certain people. However, I do envision, you know, energy and light surrounding those I love and protection and manifesting beautiful things to happen for the people we love in our lives. You know, manifestation doesn't just have to be a selfish thing, mm -hmm. though it's nice to manifest things for yourselves too. <laughs> That's so true. And one of the things that I think is really important to address is that with manifestation, it, some of the key ingredients I think we'd all agree are getting clear on your goals, visualizations, and gratitude. And when we are focusing on those aspects in life, we tend to, not always, but we tend to have a much more positive energy. And so even just that alone can make big changes. People can really interact with you a lot differently if you're coming to them from a place of vulnerability and authentic expression. And they're like, oh, wow, this person is so calm and genuine and focused on her goals or their goals. How can I help them? How can I support them? Instead of, wow, that person complains a lot. Right. <laughs> At the core of manifestation, I think, is the belief that it, it is going to happen. It is mm. happening, right? I like the to be knowing. present. Yeah, the knowing, right? You can't just think it. You can't just feel it. I mean, all of those things lead to knowing. But when you know in your heart of hearts that something <laughs> is happening, then it makes every step a little ex more exciting, right? And then you're not as nervous about, am I doing this the right way? Am I getting, am I getting in my own way? Am I, am I making the wrong choices? especially if you're not attached to what it looks like. If you're okay with just following good feelings and letting good things come at you, it can be as simple as, well, I really like French. I'm going to start listening to French music. And then you decide that maybe you want to start singing French music. And then you go out and you meet other people who want to do that. And then all of a sudden you're making an album. And maybe that's not what you thought you wanted to do, but maybe that's where you're going. You can't really put the stop on things. If you want big things to change, big things have to change. And then you're a French superstar singer. <laughs> yeah. I love this specific example. Yeah, you have to take you have to take the steps. You have to take the action. But sometimes it's just like it's the trickle effect, or like makes me think of dominoes, or like the one drop of water that makes the cup overflow. <laughs> All it takes is that one little thing to start things going. That's so true, and you never know what that one little thing is mm -hmm. going to be. And I think mm -hmm. having a regular manifestation practice can really help you get clear in that. Like Tony's saying, like you follow your pleasure, you follow your bliss, and slowly it becomes revealed to you. Mm. Yes, follow your highest excitement. So I wanted to bring up Alistair Crowley. He is someone that I have a few issues with. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> um, I really do like his 
idea of true will in Philema. True will kind of goes with this quote he said, do what thou wilt. And your true will is is like your life purpose. You know how some people just have this like purpose and you see them doing it and they keep following it. And it's just like, wow, they're really following their dreams and they have this vision of their life and they keep mm-hmm. going. Um, and, and that's having true will. And it's this underlying guide that is kind of a combination between your intentions and your actions and your manifestations and the universe and the universe path for you. And there's this beautiful dance of you and spirit kind of working together to, to go on this path of true will. Um, and I feel like that's just really something to, to kind of chew on and, and think about, um, you know, ask yourself, like, do I have a true will? Like what I said, what, what is your highest excitement? Like, what are you really passionate about? What really makes you feel alive? Um, you know, for me, it's storytelling and healing and those two things and in whatever form they take, that makes me feel incredibly alive. And it's just really beautiful to, to know what is super resonant for you and to kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Like, is this my true will? Is what I'm doing right now in alignment with my true will and my true path? Uh, Like Tony said earlier about uh, finding your joy and what you just said, also speaking to, you know, what I like to think of it as lighting the fire, what makes my candle burn brighter. Um, So when we say high vibrational, I look at that as what feels good. If it doesn't feel good, it's low vibrational, feels good. It's high vibrational. So I just generally follow what feels good, of course, within reason, um, (laughs) um, ethically speaking. Um, But, you know, if I have a moment and I feel a little bit of guilt, like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't have fucking done that. I kind of know like, hey, that's not, that's not where I usually like to vibrate. That's not really me. Like maybe I, you know, I can step it up the next time and, and, and be better. And I also like to go by that phrase of like, don't be sorry, be better. So I think of that in terms of um, my energy too. You can't rewind and change your energy from five minutes ago. And any friend of mine knows I can get frazzled. I do have anxiety. I have those moments. And as Tony has pointed out, like yoga or even just um, pranayama, breath work, anything like that is a great way to come back to that clear intent um, in order to manifest your will. Like take some deep breaths and let the extra thoughts go. Don't feel guilty for having them, but meditation and manifestation definitely go hand in hand. Mm. On a really practical level, I'd love to talk a little bit about what this kind of looks like in our lives Mm. and how we can make suggestions if someone's curious listening because we're getting pretty esoteric as we do on here. One of the things that I think is wonderful in a simple intro to manifestation practice would be choosing just one simple attainable goal that you have in your life and then spend some time by yourself with your eyes closed. We can call this meditation, but you can also just call it sitting down with your eyes shut and not on your phone (laughs) and spend time visualizing how that would look and get really specific. How would you feel? What would your mood be like? What might you eat that day? What would a day in the life of that look like? And then use those tools as well as a mantra that you could come up with during that time every day to work towards that one goal. Mm -hmm. Creative visualization is 
so key in manifestation, just really envisioning details of of the life you want to live and what that looks like. Um, For me, one of the manifestation practices that I do, I have a journal and I keep it as a diary, but I write as if I'm already living the life I want to live. So it's like, I woke up this morning in a house I own and I go out to my garden, whatever happens on my imaginary future day. But yeah, having that journal be a space for my dreams to just wander. And I also feel like there's a lot of power in putting something on paper. It's almost like a contract. It's almost, um, you know, like a visual representation um, of of what your mind looks like. I love words. <laughs> and new moons are a good time for those intentions too. Um, you guys know I've done this before. I like to write on bay leaves or if you don't have bay leaves, you can just use a piece of paper. You can write even a single word or just thought it and you can put it to flame. That's one way to do it. Uh, Bella, I know you have a really interesting approach to manifestation. Oh, yeah. Do you like to masturbate? Because I do. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that I do a lot with my clients, um, I've also written an article about this, so I guess we'll link that in the show notes for people that are curious. But masturbation and manifestation are best friends. Trust me on this. When, particularly if your masturbation practice can involve orgasm, it certainly doesn't have to. If it can, that's wonderful because the time of orgasm is energetically explosive. So if you can hold your mantra, like Tosco was saying, either written down on a piece of paper, I often have clients write down their mantra, place it on their chest while they're masturbating. If you can keep focusing on it while you're masturbating, that's great. Not everybody can. Totally fine. If you can't, do your own thing while you're masturbating. And then as you become closer to climax, try to switch to focusing on that mantra. And as you orgasm, let that energy explode out into the universe. And as we're saying, let it already be true. As you start coming down from your climax, let it already be true. I think that with all of the practical guides that we have towards manifestation, the one thing that I'm going to say that I'm saying because the reminder to me is that whatever you do, as long as you approach it with the same ingredients of gratitude, crystallizing the vision, and just being very open to receiving, it doesn't have to be some major ritual, right? It could just be five minutes of relaxing and sitting with your breath. And if you're someone like me who gets really bogged down by details and you get really overwhelmed by crystallizing things, think about how wonderful it feels to just have clarity and manifest that clarity. I am clear. I enjoy seeing my path without resistance. I enjoy following my highest vibration and knowing that every day it's going to get a little bit easier, but you really do have to do it every day. So true. And I just wanted to add, so many people want to make changes in their lives and they don't know where to start and they feel overwhelmed. And I feel you on that. I know you don't have time. I know you're busy. You have a million things you need to do in the day. Do you brush your teeth every day? Hopefully for (laughs) dental hygiene. If you do, great. That's five minutes in your day. I'm thinking cumulatively, you brush your teeth two and a half minutes, maybe twice a day. (laughs) But that is 
potentially five minutes in your day that you can spend manifesting. You can even write down your mantra, your manifestations on post-it notes and pop them on your mirror in the bathroom. Boom, you're done. That reminds you every day that that's your time to do it. I also really, really like doing it in the shower and manifesting because it's just like such a beautiful, sensual, grounded time anyway. But just pick one small thing. Is it when you're in traffic? Is it every time you see a red light and you have to stop at a red light, you just say your mantra to yourself. Find practical, simple, achievable ways that you can incorporate it into your day so you can set yourself up to succeed. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like that is such great advice. And in regards to daily rituals, there are also some rituals that you can do that are very simple as well. Uh, one that I really enjoy doing is um, manifestation through like cooking and food and drinking. So when you make your tea, make it an experience like when you hold the the tea leaves or the flowers or or your coffee beans, whatever, smoothie, set an intention. And then as you drink, it's a potion now because you've charged it with your intention or something that you want to focus on through the day, your mantra. Um, and you know, that's something you probably would do anyways is, is drink your daily coffee or your daily tea. And then you've elevated it to, to a, a magical place just with your mind. Um, my favorite, favorite, um, ritual for, for manifesting and intention setting is, uh, planting seeds. Um, I actually have led some rituals in which all of these <laughs> lovely ladies have attended and, and done this ritual, I believe. Um, so you hold the seed in your hand and then you whisper your, your dreams and your prayers and intentions. And, you know, seeds are so powerful because they have the potential for new life and for growth and just what you want to grow, you can plant into the seed as well. And then you put it in the soil, you put it into a little pot, and then every day you have to water it. You have to take care of it. You have to tend to your intentions and to your dreams. Um, and, you know, growing something is just such a beautiful experience and a visual experience as well. So it's my favorite ritual I can share with you guys. <laughs> have we talked about specific things we've manifested? Oh my God, let's do it. <laughs> Um, I would love to talk about something specific I manifested because it's dope and my favorite thing in the world and it's my partner. I, when I left my previous relationship, I spent a lot of time solo and, and single and that was a very conscious choice. And one of the practices I did is started to explore what I thought I would like in a partner. And then <laughs> I wrote all this down. And I came up with this long mantra that I would say to myself every single day, multiple, multiple times, sometimes out loud, all my friends tease me about it. And I would say something along the lines of the following. I am so grateful that I have such a fun and interesting and loving partner. And they're so funny and sweet and they're so good to me. And I made some really specific requests. Of this <laughs> and I remember one of my best friends, we used to work together at the time and this was many years ago. And she would kind of tease me about it a little bit. And then lo and behold, one day that person walked right through the door and she happened to be there that time. And we all just knew that was him. Oh, and that wow. was done. Done deal. <laughs> Cute. So that was like a very, that's the most tangible thing I've ever manifested. But everything significant that I've done, I've manifested like an apartment that I got. 
manifested by as I would drive to each open house, I would talk about out loud in my car what I was expecting, how it would be as if it was already happening. I love living in this light-filled apartment, all these very specific things. And I only, and I said, I only want to um, meet landlords that are female. And just that just happened until it was the perfect one. Mm. And that really brings us back to patience, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Because we all want it. We want it right now. And <laughs> that doesn't always mean that you're matching the vibration of what you're asking mm. for. So recognize that just because you want something on a vibration and you're not there yet doesn't mean you have to give it up. Mm. It just means you have to work that much harder. And if it's worth it and you're grateful for where you are, because I promise you, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right yes. now. And it might not feel like everything you're looking for, but you're making that happen. <laughs> um, so being patient without being hopeless. There's there's a place of like, well, it'll happen when it happens. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw it away. It'll happen when you're ready for it. Yeah. I'm sorry to laugh. I didn't mean to be condescending. I was just thinking about every single client that has ever said to me, but how long does it take? When <laughs> this isn't instant gratification. It's not fast food. <laughs> I mean, man manifesting the love of your life. Yeah. It could take a, a while because mm -hmm. maybe you're not in a place to receive the love that you deserve because mm -hmm. you aren't loving yourself mm -hmm. enough for you to even recognize people who are treating you well. Mm -hmm. So remembering that and being very, very thoughtful about where you are and not condescending or de self-deprecating of your own place and what you're looking for. When I manifested my partner, I was in a place where I didn't want to date. And the more I didn't want to date, the more people came into my face and I really like sex. So I was only going to say no, like a couple times, um, until <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Like I just don't, life is life. I like sex. And so I can only say no every now and then, but I didn't get committed to anybody. And yet my ego was being hurt all over the place. And I was like, whoa, my ego has no place in the relationship that I'm looking to have. I can't be this way if I'm looking for a person who's going to treat me this way. Um, these ways and this ways are just not being specified because I don't have that much time. But I said to my friends, I was like, I'm not going to date. And they were like, oh, really? I was like, yep. Yep. No sex, no dating, nothing. And the next one's going to be real. And that's kind of all I said. And I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a chicken rotisserie that the guy sold on an infomercial on TV and their whole slogan was set it and forget it. And that's kind of the way I manifest things. I set my <laughs> mind and I, once my mind is made up, it's like that is what's happening. And then it, two months of not dating and I met the man that I didn't know I was looking for, to be honest, because all I said was, it's real. He's just as much of a headache as everyone I've ever loved before him, but he's way more fun and he gets me way better than before. And it was just a feeling, something a little more fun and tangible. I just manifested Drake tickets a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was once again, my set it and forget it sort of thing where I saw that there were Drake tickets. They were giving them away on the radio. And I was like, this is so fun. Let's try and win tickets off the radio. Eyebrows down. I did not win off the radio, right? It didn't happen. But my husband was like, oh, should we buy tickets? And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to go for free. It's going to be it. And he's like, how? And I was like, I don't know. What's going to happen? And then the day of one of the nights that he was at the forum, one of my friends called and said, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, Robert and I just got home. And she's like, oh, good. I can ask both of you. Do you want to come to Drake tonight? And my husband just looked at me like, 
is this real? And I said, it's as real as anything else in this life. Get dressed. <laughs> um, and it really is just, I knew it was going to happen. And I didn't, I didn't really care if it did or it didn't also. So not being attached to that outcome is so hard and so helpful. Mm-hmm. Not being attached to the outcome or the process. Yes. Because the process isn't always the way we think it's going to be. So quickly, I'll share um, my first and recent manifestations. Um, My first one, uh, my mom was reading The Secret, which was very popular when I was in middle school. And I wanted to get my friend a hammock for her birthday. She was like, I want a hammock. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get her the hammock and she's going to be so happy and it's going to be great. And um, my mom and I went everywhere looking for a hammock in our budget. And was like, okay, we have $40 to spend. Let's manifest a hammock. (laughs) And we went to all these places. No, no, too expensive. Not going to happen. And I was like getting a little defeated. And I was like, okay. My mom's like, let's go to one more store. So we walk in. Hey, I think we have a hammock. Yeah, let me see. How much is it? Oh, it's $40. I was like, okay. All right. I guess this, I guess this works. (laughs) Truly having the abundance, uh, mindset that, Mm. yeah, these aren't my hammocks, but there are so many hammocks. Like Mm -hmm. if I can't find a hammock, that's crazy. crazy. (laughs) And then recently my, my partner and I were looking to move for a very, very long time. And we lived in a, an apartment in uh, Venice and we really wanted to move to the East side of Los Angeles. Um, we looked for about a year and my friend owns this home um, on the east side and she was moving to Georgia and she was like, hey, do you want to maybe move in here? We were so excited and she gave the house to another couple and I was heartbroken, just so heartbroken. I was terrified to tell you know my partner that we lost the house. And then a couple months go by and I noticed that um, – something weird was happening to the floor of my apartment. All the the wood panels were starting to raise. And I looked at it and I was like, this foundation is not working for us anymore. We're going to move. And I just knew it. And then she called me and she was like, that couple fell through. Do you want to move into this house in a month? I was like, okay, here we go. And, and now we're here and it's like the most magical place. And it has a garden like I envisioned and planned for in a kitchen. And I'm more grateful than you even know. Yeah, that was such a turn of events because I remember when you were first trying to get the house and you were like, oh, it didn't happen. And then like months later, you were like, wait, the house. We got it. We got the house. <laughs> While it also wasn't easy or quick, I feel like mm-hmm. I've I've just completely brought myself to the point where I'm at now. Um, both I've also done crystal grids, um, which you can will have a crystal episode too that you can learn more about, but I've used like Aventurine and citrine and crystal grids for manifesting. And I feel like my jobs, my partner, where I live, and I definitely feel like we've manifested this podcast. And Mm. just thank you so much to the listeners because you make it possible to continue doing. And we appreciate each and every one of you. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope that you manifest and dream and invoke all kinds of beautiful things in your life and for for others in your life too. And thanks for tuning in. This has been a really fun episode and I'm sure we'll have 
have many more on this subject. <laughs> I'm going to manifest that every single one of our listeners gives us a five-star rating on iTunes. Ooh, ooh, with like a Tell comment. Tell you comment. <laughs> oh How many new followers podcast? are we manifesting? <laughs> one billion. <laughs> I envision like Austin Powers, one million dollars. <laughs> All right, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic Podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com, on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast, or send us an email or a recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.